if it's a MIDI keyboard with weighted keys, like I feel that it is so much easier to like replace a key on a like piano because it's a physical object that you yeah. can easily do as opposed to a piece of hardware that is counterweighted and usually plastic. That's I'm like there, if you break a weighted key on a MIDI keyboard, it's you're fucked. You buy a new thousand dollar MIDI keyboard. Yeah. And, yes. Yeah. Whoa. That makes sense. I I found my like I'm in the slightly higher than Mad Cat's third party controller <laughs> group. Like I'm not doing like the cheapest third party controller. I'm doing the no. nice one, but I'm not doing the better than like stock. You're doing the uh the Logitech. You're Logitech yes. kind of. Yeah, we're not name yeah, we're not first party, but we're 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 And we're not it. the hoary, we're not the boutique. Sure. We are below yeah. boutique, below stock. Yeah. <laughs> but very sturdy, like, yeah. reliable. Yes. Yeah, I feel like Logitech is right on the money for yes. this. I feel like yes. everything they made. I don't know about it anymore. I haven't bought anything from them in a long time. Oh, they're when good. We worked at Best Buy. Everything I bought from them, I was like, this is like nice. I'm glad I bought this. It'll get that's outdated good. before it breaks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. everybody welcome to pursuing pixels my name is kevin portelli and i'm here tonight with john hines hey there and randall nolary hey folks and we are back as always to talk about some video games and uh yeah i feel like i'm kind of getting situated here in my new apartment uh feels like a little more proper i've we've done i've recorded a couple intros here we've done one episode recorded here this is the second one and uh speaking of just getting kind of situated in my new apartment i think i've mentioned you know how much i've been looking forward to getting like my tv hooked up and like being able to play some video games proper you know some of the stuff that like even you know i don't necessarily think that i'm gonna like get sucked into tears of the kingdom i think that game just wasn't necessarily speaking to me but i Mm. do think maybe being able to like turn out all the lights and you know, or maybe have just like a small light in the background or throw on some headphones or just, you know, have some speakers set up and get cozied up in the living room and like hunkering down with like an adventure game, mm-hmm. even Mario Wonder or something like that. You know, I think I might have had even a little more fun with that game than I did. Um, so anyways, uh, a game that I didn't necessarily think I was going to grab maybe at all, um, if not, definitely not right away. But in the first couple months here, uh, I saw that WarioWare Move It was on sale and it was released at 50 bucks, which is you know, not a terrible price. And, right. I've, you know, I'm a di- pretty big fan of the WarioWare series uh, overall. I would say it's a mixed bag across the entire series of like how good the games are and how much I love them. I would, you know, on the whole, I kind of gravitate a little more towards the handheld games in the series. Yeah. It seems just because, I don't know, the arcadey pick up and play nature just lends itself a little bit better to that. And it leans into um, a gimmick that way, too, right? Like yeah. it has its own specific hardware and that really lets them, you know, kind of go nuts within those constraints, I would say. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Although I will say like, uh, you know, with like, uh, for example, like WarioWare Smooth Moves, I think it was on yeah. uh, Wii like that, you know, obviously had a gimmick as well. And yeah. so does uh um, this game here, and I think I talked a little bit about WarioWare. Um, what was the other one? Get it together or something? <laughs> Get it we were together. talking about this yeah, right beforehand. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I thought, I honestly thought that one was going to be one that was really up my alley because it seemed like it was more like gameplay, like just hold a controller and play, you know, regular gameplay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, controls, press A, press B, or whatever. Pretty straightforward. I thought that was going to speak to me a little bit more, and it was it was fun, but didn't really fully grab me. So, anyways, this uh, I saw that WarioWare Move It was on sale for thirty bucks. I had like. 
15 bucks of Amazon points. So I was like, okay, I can pay literally $15 and check out the new WarioWare game. And even if it's a bust, um, you know, so be it. Um, so anyways, I picked up WarioWare Move It and uh, it feels very much inspired by WarioWare Smooth Moves. Like you're very much, you know, it's got like the kind of narration for all the different forms and it's all this is way more leaning into the motion controls with the joy cons you're holding both of them i actually had to like dig out my uh straps i had like nice taken my joy cons apart and like taking those straps off because like i'm never putting these on but they have a bunch of forms <laughs> in this game where you have to like hold the you know joy cons like resting in your palms and then like mm. let one of them like you'll be like holding your hands over like a cauldron and then it's like, put the right ingredient in the cauldron. And then you just tip one of your hands That's and funny. let the Joy-Con uh, um, What a good and there's, some, uh. <laughs> there's a ton of really cool gimmicks. There's a ton of cheesy ones. The one thing that I think they kind of missed the ball on uh, with like Mar- WarioWare Smooth Moves, again, to keep just calling back to that game on the Wii, I really loved the comical like narration, just that real like slow drawl of like when it would tell you like the form baton or whatever, like the different forms that you had to stand yeah. in. And it would kind of tell you had that real slow like, the form baton yeah <laughs> stand with the wii remote and uh and they they do something very similar in this game but the the narration it just feels like i don't know if half baked is the right word but it's just like the humor is just missing the mark a hundred percent on that although it is like hitting the mark on everything else like the presentation is actually probably among my favorite in any of the WarioWare games like all the little story bits leading uh-huh. up to each like uh you know, characters set of mini games or whatever, but where it really just kind of falters a little bit is just having every all these different positions that you have to stand in and hold like, you know, one of them is like, let the left Joy-Con dangle from the strap while you hold the right Joy-Con in your left hand and use the IR sensor on the bottom oh, man. of the controller and like it'll they literally use the like IR show sensor. It like to an insane degree where it's like it sh- it'll show how many things are on the screen and it'll be like four and you have to hold up four fingers for it to recognize how many fingers you're holding up and it's just like it gets a little frustrating. Does like that work? Do it actually when it picks it up? Yes, but like and you can actually like see the outline of your hand and it's like wow. damn that's like spot on. Wow. But then it's like when you're trying to rapid fire juggle between all these different you know positions and like get the Joy-Con held in the right grip because you're actually mostly actually holding them like with them turned in sideways and like your thumbs on the ZL and ZR buttons. Hmm. Mm. Um, And then you're like, again, holding them in a million different positions. Like one of them, you're like holding one like off your nose and the other one off your tailbone like sure. a chicken. Yeah. Call it like the bacaw stance. And like yep. that, that was one of the moments where like the humor yep. like kind of hit the mark in a total cringe moment. Like <laughs> like the little like... I don't know, after the narrator does his thing, he usually says, like, another thing that's supposed to be a joke, and it's usually not very funny, and for whatever reason on this one, he just, like, breaks out into, like, a little, like, mini rap song. (laughs) I was like, what is even happening right now? Like, I was like, I I don't think I'm high enough to play this game. Um, But, uh... There's been some like I was busting out loud laughing at some of the little cutscenes in between, you know, just Wario where it's like, you know, or Wario in general with like his greediness. Oh, or yeah. And you're just kind of on this like island tropical vacation. Uh, but again, like just having to juggle between all those different forms and get, and like half the time I'm like, I don't know. Like I I won the mini game, but I don't know why. I don't know what mm. I did. Like there's one where you're like you're supposed to like they call it the love struck pose. So you're supposed to like hold the two like Joy Cons under your chin, <laughs> like you're just like you know so smitten with someone. Um, and then it says like eat, and it just shows this like giant watermelon in front of your face. And I'm like, 
I don't know if I'm supposed to just like move my jaw and it's supposed to like register the movement oh, yeah. of my jaw. But like one time I I felt like I didn't even move and it, and I just won the game. So I was like, mm. I don't I don't know what's happening half the time. Yeah, you don't I, move I, the watermelon to, slice. You, you move your face, right? Yeah. And, that and that's not to like totally scenario. undermine the mini games because the, the motion controls a lot of times do work. Like yeah. there's one position where you kind of like they call it the archer pose, I think. And you kind of like, you know, have one arm out and one kind of like tucked in at your chest and you like you know there'll be like a hawk coming down from the sky and you have to get it to like land on your arm and it you know you, there's moments where it feels like you know borderline vr ish mm-hmm. uh with the way the mini games are because they're like in the first person mode or like one of the cool like you know how there's like the boss stages or whatever mm-hmm. in the at the end of each zone or whatever after you get to a certain threshold so one of them was actually like the slide level from mario 64 <laughs> hold out you hold out the joy cons to the right and left, like full, fully arms outstretched, like, you know, as far as your wingspan will go, I think they call it like the scales pose for some of the names. It's like, that doesn't, that's not, doesn't make sense. But, um, anyways, like it felt pretty intuitive. Like you literally just kind of like tip your Ooh. arms side to side. And again, this is how much do you want to get into it? You know, you could probably cheese it and just sit there on the couch and tip the joy cons and, you know, do the same thing. But like, it felt pretty like I was able to beat it on the first try. Nice. And like, you know, it felt really smooth. It was actually that there were moments that, while I was playing this game where I was like giggling to myself. And like, again, I'm just playing by myself in my apartment. And I'm like, you know, I, there were some joyful moments while playing this game. So like, I'm by no means trying to undersell it because there is a, you can play the story mode in one or two players, which I don't know oh. how that works. And then you can play, there's a multiplayer mode for one to four players, which looks like everybody just has one Joy-Con for that. Makes sense. Um, and they do have, um, I've obviously, I'm, I'm just playing in the right-handed mode, but they do have, like, you hold down a different button to have it default to left-handed. And it shows you, obviously, it accommodates to, like, what position you're uh, holding each Joy-Con in. For You know, some of them, obviously, for that... Uh, arms outstretched scales pose like it doesn't matter but like for the archer you're gonna have your left arm out front you know depending on what handed you are so Mm -hmm. it it, i feel like they took a lot of things into consideration i just feel like it kind of especially for a game that could potentially be a ton of fun to be like let's fire this up at a party and like especially if somebody isn't able because you at least in smooth moves you only got to see those like intro how to hold the hold the Wii remote one time I was gonna call it the baton which is what they call it <laughs> the thing thinking here they call it like the form stones or something like that um, but like if you're not able to like introduce like they show you and then that kind of like interrupts the flow of the game because ever before every game they gotta go love struck scales and it like has a little pop up that like tells you what position to stand and it's just like. I don't know. It just breaks the immersion of the experience where like when you're playing Mario where touched, you're just like, let me just rapid fire, you know, play mini game after mini game after mini game without really the interface being like shoved into my face every time, I guess, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, I, I get that. But I also do really love just the WarioWare aesthetic of not really paying any reverence to like you know, this is how you hold a controller and like coming up with something. So on its yeah. face, goofy and ridiculous. Yeah. I'm like, I really appreciate that. How many yeah, games use I, the IR sensor in the first place? Yes. Oh, also, I kind of yeah. forgot it was even there for yeah. like anything other than like scanning a, an amiibo or something. <laughs> it, it's truly a, like there's no bad ideas in a Wario where game where it's like, what's the dumbest way you can interface with this controller? And I yeah. really love that. There, there's some fun stuff. Like what, what, like one of them is just like, you know, 
uh, I don't even remember what the prompt is, but there's just some like a toilet clogged and you're standing in the night pose with the sure. Joy-Con stacked and you just have to unclog the toilet. Oh, and yeah. It's like, you know, I don't know. You can you can get pretty into the motion controls, too. I will say that aspect seemed pretty fun. And again, that probably would only be lended or lend itself even more so to like playing with friends, multiplayer, you know, to get even more into the goofiness of the motion controls and uh, you know, I don't know, but I, I'm definitely having a good time. I'm definitely a little more, I would say I'm enjoying this one more so than the first one. I'm a, a you know, the, it's hit or miss, but on the whole, I would say it's pretty cool. And it's awesome to the, the fact that we got two WarioWare games on one console, Yeah, which is pretty sweet. So yeah, I was gonna like the brief thought I had was just that Jackbox is the only other like yeah. group of games or like developers that like seem to be doing the same WarioWare like formula of like taking a goofy concept to its logical extreme and just doing a lot of it. Yes. Yeah. And also not leaning on like traditional gamer skills built up over time, potentially. Right. You know, it's yes. a little bit more even that way in those sort of multiplayer experiences is taking into account that some folks maybe don't play games all the time, but still might want to partake in this. Yeah. But I think that's a real fertile ground for like another indie developer to like start to work in that like mode of just coming up with that. Cause I feel like there's, there's a lot left on the table that could be used. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like there's the potential to like work that into a different type of gameplay framework outside of just being like frantic arcade micro games, like to figure out a way to work that into like RPG combat or something like that. Or yeah. I, I don't know, you know, like you could just warp that in so many ways. Um, mm-hmm. Sounds yeah, like it's not know. so frantic, though, if you sounds like there's a bit of setup between the different ones where it's supposed to go in order like the WarioWare where it's like jump you into this scenario and you just got to figure out within four seconds before the bomb explodes or whatever to do jump over the Goomba or whatever. But like, that's not the case here, huh? It's I'll like say it's, bit. it still gets pretty quick. Cause once, once you get going and once it does like the full, when, when you see like a new form or stance or whatever for the first time, and it kind of does the narration introduction, like after that, you do just see it for like a quick second and it, you know, does the same thing as it speeds up and speeds okay. up. And I'm just playing the story mode and like, you know how that I think traditionally it just plays like up until you get to the boss stage. You beat it. If you beat that, it just kind of ends. Yeah. Um. And actually on this, like it lets you like if you die and get like lose your four lives or whatever, you can like do a stance for like a second chance. And it just lets <laughs> you like a, a seemingly just infinitely like try and try again sure. if you want to. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to like see my way through this. I haven't gotten all the way through to the end. I've only done one of them where I was like, I'm just going to replay this like remix. The first like uh, remix challenge I got where it just lumps all the games together of the first like chunk of the game, the first half or whatever. Yeah. Um, I was like, I'm going to see how far I can get on this one. And I got through one boss stage and I think a little bit more. The, some of the boss stages are really fun. That That's something I'll say. Um, there, there's been a few that are better than others. There's only one that I didn't think was all that interesting where you're like flipping these stakes and meats and trying to get them cooked you literally have to like put the joy cons like on the ground or somewhere like and then just like pick them up and flip them it's it's, <laughs> it's, it's sort of weird um but anyways there were there were some really cool ones like that mario slide oh one, yeah. obviously but um i'm trying to think of so there was one where like you put like the joy cons on your hips they, i think they call it like the big cheese pose like you're in like a big like 
you know, sticking your puff in your chest out <laughs> position. And then you're like, you swallow something and then you're like, you have to keep like tipping your like, uh, <laughs> like hip side to side and let this like marble, like go all the way through your intestines. <laughs> oh. It's, it's got some pretty it's cool boss battle works. stuff. Yeah. yeah so I'm, I'm definitely a, a fan. Like I, again, I don't know if I would have been as pumped if I paid 50 bucks sure. and bought it on like day one and was like counting the days for it. But being that I was kind of like, Oh yeah, I kind of forgot that this came out and it was just, you know, on sale for cheaper than I thought it would be, you know, for a long time, let alone shortly after release. I was like, man, I'm happy to snag this. So, totally. Um, nice. Yeah. Hopefully I'll, I'll maybe update at some point if I play some multiplayer, but yeah, I'm looking forward to clearing the rest of the campaign. But nice. when I kick it over to John for uh, some of the stuff that you've been playing lately. Yeah. So I've mentioned it on an earlier episode about how I've been replaying a lot of old games on Steam Deck or using the Steam Deck as kind of an excuse to replay games that I like played through once and really enjoyed. And some of them I mentioned on this podcast, but these are kind of the first second times that I've ever (laughs) first replays Mm -hmm. of a lot of these games that I said I really liked. And it's my, I guess, first chance of reevaluating a lot of the games that mm. I said I liked on the first time. Spoiler alert, yeah. I still love them all. They're <laughs> still, yeah. they're still so yeah. great, but I love them for different reasons now, or I can appreciate them for different reasons now. Even better. Mm-hmm. And so one of them was Hades. I mentioned mm. that I was replaying yeah. Hades, and I just recently saw credits again on Hades, and... I've kind of, having played it through once and seen credits and played the after credits part of the game for a long time after that, uh, I kind of knew what the not really optimal way of playing the game is, but at least in terms of unlocking content at the most efficient way possible. Like, Mm -hmm. I've long since maxed out, like, all of my stat upgrades, and I'm really just playing it for the story at this point, where that is the part that just takes the longest, and it's kind of, there's still plenty of things for me to unlock and uh, keep doing. It's not like I'm grinding the game by any means, but I definitely am not hindered by... uh, I don't know, even difficulty at this point. It is kind of just like I had a really good like streak of just clear after clear after clear. And nice. I was like, I've yeah. ran into my first death in a while. I was like, oh yeah, I guess I can lose in this game. Still. <laughs> uh, but that one only took me like around 40 hours to see to completion, quote unquote. Uh, nice. But a short hike I uh, I almost fired that up today. Oh, it's still so good, man. I, I, it took me less than two hours to see credits on that. And it wasn't like I wasn't trying to speed through it. I was still trying to take my time. But like anything that I didn't necessarily want to do, like I was still like booting it up and just fishing and not doing anything. I was just like, yeah, yeah I just want to go mm-hmm. over here and fish for a bit. And Absolutely. then like turn the game off. And even then, like still only took two hours for me to see credits on that. And I was like, that's interesting. Cause I just saw like, I can't remember where I saw, I read like a little mini review or write up or something on the game. And it mentioned that it was like, Oh, you could play through the whole thing in an hour or two. It's like, I thought it was more like four or five, but so did I. Yeah. yeah, Maybe, maybe you're right about it. Shorter. But I I think like when I was playing it through the first time, I was really luxuriating in it and I was taking my time trying to do everything. And Mm -hmm. I was 
not necessarily doing that where I was like, yeah, I know this whole thing will set off like a series of quests that I could do, or I could just go to this area and I could just like fly around the entire yeah, I have island. Enough, I have enough feathers to fly around and enjoy myself. Yep. Know? Yeah. And th- there is like, that is a reason why I come back and replay games is because I don't necessarily want to experience it exactly the same as I did on the first time. And when totally. I play mm-hmm. games for the first time, there's a lot of tentativeness of like, oh, I don't want to beat this game too quickly. I don't want to rush through this. I really want to take yep. my time. But after I've done that once already, I can kind of just have fun. And like, this isn't to say I'm not having fun on my first playthroughs, but like, I'm really kind of just doing it for fun. Like, the short hike, I was, you know, reading all the dialogue and having a lot of good time with it. But, and like, a game like Control, I'm not really necessarily like sitting through every cutscene. Yeah, again. there's a lot there. Yeah, yeah. Good Lord. I'm, I'm I'm sitting through a lot of it because I like every time that I come across a thing, or is like, man, I forgot about this. This is so cool. All like, the logs is, and yeah. videotapes and dialogue and shoot, there's just tons that you could go back to if you wanted to. But I have the luxury of having seen it once before. Yeah. So anytime I come across something, is like. Yeah, I remember this. This wasn't that exciting for me. And I can skip through all of the parts that are boring. And I was like, ooh, this kind of rules. Yep. This is kind of nice. (laughs) Streamline. That's actually such a good point. I love that feeling of like going to a game that you are. That's part of the reason I keep firing up like the Lonely Mountains downhill dailies because it's just like I know how to play this game. Yeah. And and like playing with the Geronimo bike today. It's like I've never played with this one. This is kind of annoying. This isn't what I'm used to or whatever. So that's a good that's a good point. Yeah. But also the great transition because I'm just going through every game I've played. Mm-hmm. The List game. them off because this is giving me a. I'm like, yeah, I definitely need to replay a short hike. Oh, it's but, so fucking good. But you mentioned yeah, one of the I'm, best. I've I've completed this, or as we speak and record on this day, there's no. We've ended the current season on Lonely Mountains downhill, so we can you can okay. no longer earn points towards unlocking items and it'll open up again in 7 but like this is how you do a battle pass this is the the only yeah. like there's nothing in there it's all just cosmetics like it's just goofy fun things but every day there's one new level to do and every day it's just a good like fun thing that i can boot up and say I'm just going to do whatever the challenge is. Oh, it's mirror mode, like double penalty on crashes, but like you have infinite acceleration and it's night. Like there's, <laughs> it's yeah. just nice to have a randomized set of things on like a game that the entire enjoyment is just playing it. Like there's yeah. really just pure reflexes. Yeah. And what, like 20, 30 minutes out of your day, probably just to. Yeah. To if I, I played today's yeah. daily was about 15 minutes. There I remember go. thinking like I, I was worried because I, I was about an hour before we started recording tonight. And I was <laughs> like, I better not get like sucked into trying to like get my, the best time on this stage and play for an hour or something. And I, I was like, oh, man, that was only 15 minutes. There, there was. Yeah, I think there was one uh during this season that was a free ride and like like a lot of obstacles and like that was just that one was not i think we text texted or whatever in the discord about this one because i i know there was one that i didn't finish and i think it might have been that one it had no checkpoints or anything so long yeah there were no checkpoints so you had to do it from the top you finished that one i finished every single day like this oh man this season and nice 
That's a but feat like, in and of itself. But also, it's just a level. Like, it's so low commitment. Yeah. And, yeah. like, some of them went by really quick because they were on levels that I had memorized. And, like, mm-hmm. with my ideal bike setup, so it was really no issue. But then that one was, like, it, it took me at least an hour to be. <laughs> and, like, mm-hmm. it was... At like at, at at the point it was such a low investment where I was like I can do this like I don't need to like give up or like be up like oh the, this one sucks too much to complete I was like no this is a low low pressure just set yourself out you can do this and yep. you can accomplish it go slow yep yeah and that's I don't know it feels nice that was a I I really like how that does a seasonal element because usually it's mm-hmm manipulative and gross yeah i'm trying to coax you into spending some money or something mm-hmm. yeah right and then i'll just touch on it one more time because i have played this now for 160 hours uh monster hunter world i'm rack them up rack them up <laughs> been playing charged blade now and now it feels good to have three weapons that i have under my belt and can like feasibly play through the entire game with and nice man it's great but at the same time i'm like oh should i ask someone what my next weapon should be because (laughs) i want to learn something new but also i'm scared because there's still they all control so differently and i have i do not want to go into a master rank battle at learning a new weapon fair it's got to be an internet board for that you would imagine oh there's tier lists but everybody is very opinionated oh and yeah apparently oh, yeah. everyone hates my mains but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Means you're picking the interesting oh, ones yeah but, but uh, randall what have you been perfect. playing i have been not playing a lot of video games on video game consoles lately uh because i've had visitors and when i have visitors the tv's encumbered by whatever uh football or whatever else is happening and that's okay um mm-hmm. and, and i'm just kind of running around a lot so you know if you know, bathroom mm-hmm. breaks or whatever else guess what you always have on you is it's your cell phone you always got your cell phone <laughs> um, mm-hmm. you know and actually i've got that an ipad too and this game slay the spire is also available on apple arcade um hmm. oh i didn't know that yeah actually, that it was on apple arcade nice it is and i'm like i'm gonna play this on apple arcade you know while we have visitors and whatever else and like and i did that a couple of times like this is great big screen and everything else but like the practicality of this other thing is just always in my pocket and just kind of wins out over time especially when the progression is not shared between my you know android phone and you know this ipad uh, gotcha and so then you know one just ends up winning out that way um so Slay the Spire. I played a lot of it back when it came out on Switch. Like yeah, we a, talked about this like many, many episodes did we? in the early that days. That sounds about right. Yeah. yeah that's I that. remember we would like talk about each character like one at a time. Like, okay, we're digging into this one now. <laughs> I have no the, recollection. Yeah, for the people sure who happened. were good at the game and unlocked more characters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um I, I definitely remember like facing off against the heart or whatever in the switch mm-hmm. version. Um, and I think you can't, it's like an automated sequence and spoilers, I guess for slay the spire, but like the, the boss 
as it were, one of them anyway. I, I'm sure it goes deeper, but uh, mm-hmm. the heart is one of the first big bosses it like introduces to you. But as you complete a run, it's just like you did X amount of damage to the heart, and then it just kind of ends abruptly with your character. Yeah, like, I remember it being sort of weird. Yeah. 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 Um, so I'm pretty sure I it had actually fought the heart in the Switch version at the very least, which I think you had to like complete the campaign with each of the three mm-hmm. first main characters to do that, uh, which oh, okay. are Ironclad, okay. which is the f- kind of first like here's, you know, introduction to how this, you know, card based, you know, combat game works where it's like i guess i should you know, slay the spire hopefully people have played this and know what it is but it's you know card based you know start with um a character and they've got their own set of cards and you know that it's kind of like um you know any other card based like magic like the gathering deck or builder kind deck of thing, builder yeah. sort of thing happening where you know, you go on uh, a run and you're unlocking cards or buying cards from a shop as you gain currency by beating enemies and you get to unlock a card, choose from one of three as you defeat enemies and go through this kind of like combat tree, I guess, of selections mm-hmm. of, you know, go this way with a question mark or this way for a easy enemy or maybe an elite boss enemy or, you know, until you get all the way to the uh, top of said tree and then there's, you know, a boss um, and there's typically three areas worth of those trees uh, to get through per character. Um, three mm-hmm. characters are first. They added a fourth character, the Watcher, um, in 2020. Nice. Yeah. Which. Okay. Yeah. I haven't played that one at all. Yeah. So that's really what got me is that this time around when I played on mobile, it was like five bucks. And, you know, I had some like nice. Google Play money or whatever. I'm like, sure, why not? And this I know Slay the Spire. Yeah. Um, it had been a while since I've been addicted to any mobile game. And I knew that I would like this just because it lends itself to a very touch interface. I'd say even more so than a controller-based interface. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, the The only downside I'll say on the front side is you play something like this on on a phone. It's a lot of swipe actions, and then your phone's like, "Oh, you wanted to like you know close this or minimize yeah. this program, you know, when yeah. I'm trying to like pull a card out of the bottom, you know, and swipe upwards." It's like, "Oh, okay, yeah, you want to switch over to your messaging app or you know Chrome yeah, browser, yeah. Or whatever." I was gonna say, like, when you mentioned that you've like started out on iPad and then <laughs> moved down to your phone, I was like, "Oh, that's that's so much real estate <laughs> that you lost there, big time." Let alone yeah. you know visual fidelity. Yeah, it's. Uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, not not great that way, but just the convenience. That convenience factor, yeah. like you said. Yeah, there's it's something to be said about just busting out the, the phone and playing some point P. Really? That's why the Switch has sold so many, you know, yep. devices. Because it's even you know, that, yeah. Yep. It's it's, you know, hooked up to your TV and then you just grab it out of the dock and you go. Like that's worth so much. And yeah. So yeah, that's tough with the the swiping that happened. Like, and it's you know I've never gotten better at that. I feel like that happens practically every time I do it. I'm, I'm yeah, like I just you know I'm haphazardly just like yeah I want this or you know there are cards that let you you know you start by drawing like maybe five cards in your turn or whatever, but four or five, but then there are cards that let you draw more cards or you know potions that say draw more cards or relics that say draw cards if this sort of thing happens and yeah. You know, there's all these layered effects happening, um, but 
you know, you, all that's to say, you, you can get a situation where you've got a handful of cards and you've got like 10 cards and that gets really tough on a phone amount of real estate to like Oof. select a specific card out yeah. of that grouping of cards. Like yeah. when you don't have, uh, you know, arrow keys or a control stick to move between said cards. To, like, gets cycle a little, through them. Yeah, yeah, a little difficult that way uh, without the real estate. <laughs> yeah. So, um yeah, I've been playing the Watcher, which is the newest character, um, because I had played so much of those original three characters. And the Watcher um, is another one, kind of like the Defect, which was the third yeah. character of three. Okay. Um, which, you know, uh, initially, I, I the Silent, which was kind of very Poison-based and, you know, yep, a lot of passive effects. Too. You know, awesome character. It wasn't the first character. It's the second character. It just adds yep. a little bit more depth. There's more manipulation, you know, turn over turn, game over game happening, you know, meta mm-hmm. level that you can get into. Uh, Defect yeah. did that a whole different level with orbs and stuff. And there's like yeah. it's it's very much, uh, you know, you need to kind of learn that. And, you know, it's going to take a learning curve to get into yeah, I never that gave it the time. Yeah. And the watcher is the same way. Okay. Um, the watcher, you know, you 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 go between different stances that do different things. So, OK. You've got four stances, effectively, at least so far, and that's like your normal stance, just like any other character. But then there's a wrath stance where you do double damage, but you take double damage. And, you know, okay. there's calm where, you know, you essentially it doesn't it's just like normal. But once you've exited your calm stance, you gain two energy points and energy points are what you need, like mana to spend okay. on cards to use cards. Um, so there's a lot of play where changing your stance on the fly in a turn can give you a lot of extra moves and, you know, you can set something up from a previous turn into your next turn to really, you know, set up a big action essentially. Um, and then there's mantra, which, you know, if you've gathered, uh, accumulated 10 in a given combat, you go into this mantra mode and I think it's like triple damage you can deal, but you're not taking triple damage. And that's like your ultimate thing, but it takes a lot to build up to that point. And then it's risk reward of how much damage have you taken in the meantime, trying to get up to that point of being, you know, this super character. Right. So, yeah. 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 That sounds sweet. Yeah. That's a great character. It just that learning curve is there at first to like you're going to get your ass beat. You're going to get yourself killed messing with these different stances at first. Um, but yeah. as you learn it and I was able to see credits with this character, but it took Ooh, some doing and a lot of nice. runs. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nicely done. So, so you've been playing a decent amount of this then. Obviously. Yeah. There's, you know, you, 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 yeah, you have your bathroom breaks or whatever else. <laughs> <laughs> You're ready to go. Or you're ready to go to bed, and you know you just you know. Hey, what's on? Oh, there you go. Slay the swears there. Maybe I'll yeah, play just off. one run. <laughs> just, yeah. You're like, yeah, oh, those runs can get pretty long. Those yeah, runs can get pretty long. Like, so oh, my my legs are falling asleep. Maybe let's just. <laughs> <minimize this for laughs> now. Oh, that's amazing. People, um, no, it's Slay the Spire is still a really good game. It's a big shock nice. to everybody. I'm yeah. I'm glad you brought it up again because honestly, that was the the what was the character before the Watcher. Uh, so there's Ironclad's the first one, Silence, the middle one, Defect was the other. Okay, you know, so Defect curve. was like, I was pretty into yeah. the game, and then when they added Defect, I remember thinking, like, it was just a little bit too big-brained for me at the moment. And I for was sure. Like, I already, like... There was already enough to learn in this game just to learn oh, yeah. like the core game. Yes. And I was like, I don't want to learn another huge wrinkle to that. And it just like I kind of like 
fizzled out of the game, but I really, I remember actually like in the early days of the podcast, I would play that while I was editing. Oh yeah. Um, and just be like, Oh, let me just, you know, do a few runs and just oh, chip yeah. away, throw some cards and you know, Hell just yeah. I, yeah, I remember that vividly. I kind of feel like there's a thing with DLC or like continuing updates, like on patches or for these games where like i very similar in Into the Breach, like when mm. they had whatever their latest that, round like, yeah. of DLC that introduced more. Like a second was, layer almost. Or a second, yeah, it like was like round of characters. Teams, yeah. And they were yeah. all like special abilities based on secondary mechanics. Love it. And I, it's such a treat when you have kind of run into the limits of like the original games mechanics yeah. and adding in an extra wrinkle or into that is just so fascinating and like really cool in terms of development. Like, cause when yeah. I remember in into the breach and they release things like, okay, well all of these now like, have like abilities that are centered around smoke and i was like why is that a main mechanic that you're building around but then you start playing it and you're like this is the coolest thing i've ever seen like so especially like with a a game that is like slay the spire where all the characters are so there's less characters so it's a more a deeper dive i feel like Mm -hmm. and i I think that's just so cool Uh, i love it Definitely. And, you know, let alone that, you know, there's a roguelike element happening between runs on each one of these characters where you're gaining these experience points between runs. And those experience points result in unlocks of cards that you can see during Mm -hmm. future runs on each one of these characters individually. And they play quite differently. So, yeah, just leaning into all the different buffs that you get on each individual run. It's just so much fun. Yeah. And based on what cards you're getting on a run will really inform your, you know, what you select and what you lean into for that specific run. Like, oh, I've gotten a lot of poison this time with silent. Let me really lean into that and away from what I might be used to playing otherwise, you know, just to keep adding to those active or passive things that are happening and just multiplying those effects. It's just real good. Yeah. Heck yeah. Nice. Well, I guess uh, before we wrap things up tonight, I'll talk a little uh, um, the latest punk cake release. I've been doing a little bit. of. I was going to talk about a couple games here. I've been doing a little bit of mathy gaming lately. And actually, nice. right before I was playing Lonely Mountains Downhill tonight, before we recorded, I was playing a little bit of this game called Tens on the Switch, which is kind of like a dice based like puzzle like a five by five grid like sort of like a sudoku you're basically just trying to get your rows or columns to add up to 10 it's just like a game that i've been kind of like my not mindlessly because you got to do a little bit of puzzle solving and whatnot but like um i've been just kind of firing that game up to pass the time um but the other game uh that's kind of mathy that i've haven't dug a ton into but being that it's the latest punk cake release i'm just like i gotta give this game a shout out and i've played a little bit of it um, done like four or five runs. It's called Super Algebraal, and the main developer on this one was uh, Benjamin Sule. They kind of have a team of two main developers, Remy and Benjamin, and then uh, Pentadrangle does the tunes, which the tunes on this game are amazing. They have very much like a Link to the Past, Super Nintendo kind of flavor to the nice. music, hmm. um, at least on the first like world that you play, but just like the kind of sound palette that they're using. Um, feels very Super Nintendo, just the muffled kind of muted qualities of it. Yeah. Um, 
But anyways, the way this game works is it's like, uh, I think it's a little bit of a roguelike in the sense that it's like procedurally generated a little bit of randomness to each run. Uh, but you have this like kind of boar king that has a set amount of health. And then you have a cast of like a certain amount of minions. There's like four or five that you start with. I think there's a few different like debuffs that you can pick at the start of a run to start with like less minions or start with your uh, boar king to have less health um, at the start of a run to just like give you a few extra stars when you complete a run. Um, but anyways, your, uh, enemies, and there's no tutorial in classic punk cake fashion. So at first when I was playing this game, I just fired up a quick run. I was like, Oh, new punk cake game out. I got to check this out. And, um, the game actually like came to fruition. Apparently Benjamin, uh, the developer was like making this game to help his daughter learn like multiplication and subtraction and addition and just math stuff. And he was like, you know what? I'm going to soup this up a little bit and turn it into a full fledged, uh, punk cake release. So anyways, you got your cast of minions and like right away with no tutorial and I didn't read the description of the game or anything. So I'm just like, OK, I just got to, you know, you come up, you're running down the path and it's just kind of like a side scrolling. It's mostly a turn based uh, situation. You come across uh, a band of enemies or whatever, and then you see their health like, OK, they got 10. There's two enemies here, one with 10 health and one with 15 health. And the goal here, which I didn't realize at first, is to kill the enemy by doing exactly the amount of damage that their health is at. So if you do 12 damage to an enemy that has 10 health, then the enemy that you kill that enemy with will then be corrupted and turn into an enemy. So if I do two extra damage to an enemy, it'll then turn into my minion will then turn into an enemy with two health (laughs) that I then have to kill. And then any leftover enemies after all my minions are gone will then attack like I can attack them with my boar king who starts out with if you don't do any of the debuffs, you have 20 health. If you do the main debuff, I think it just cuts it in half to 10. Um, So you can like try to and then obviously you just have to eat the damage like if there's like, okay, there's one minion with five health left. They're going to just do five damage to your king and you'll be able to kill that enemy and move on to the next wave. But you really have to start like you basically get a bunch of different spells of like, okay, let me add these two minions together or let me split this minion in half and turn it into two minions. And some of the minions will have different abilities of like stealth. Let me subtract my health by one. So you're again, you're trying to like, okay, I got to get as you get further and further along, there's going to be an enemy with 64 health or 158 or 755. And you're just got to be like, okay, how can I use my minions because as you progress further along every time you clear a wave of enemies you get to draw from a pack of cards you get to like flip over four cards i think or up to four cards the first two are free if you flip over more than two uh you have to use like your hp to flip over more and then select those cards Uh. but those are those cards are either going to give you more spells either like an extra multiplication spell to, uh, you know, multiply to, you know, mit- to uh, characters values together or uh, even some of them are just like you have to, you know, you're playing mostly with the mouse here and then there's some keyboard yeah. hotkeys, but you can drag and drop the characters where you like them. And then there's even some where just like, like stick these two enemies or not enemies or your characters. So the minions or whatever um, together. So like if, if I have yeah. a character that does five damage and a character that does seven and I position them next to each other and then like fuse them together. It'll turn into a 57 damage. <laughs> I'm looking at the, uh, the itchio page for pun cake and they've got their little preview gif and it's showing this in effect, just grabbing them with a cursor and like putting them together to m- multiply them in the new number. And it looks so intuitive too. It's it so awesome. intuitive. It's so slick. Cause like the, anywhere you put the mouse. Cause at first I was like, oh, I kind of wish it had like some hotkeys for like selecting which character you want 
wanted, but like basically anywhere you put the mouse, it'll like kind of like when you're selecting which characters you want to attack or fuse together, like if you position the mouse, just whichever characters are like the closest to that vector point it'll yeah. like kind of show you a dotted line that like okay yeah. these are the ones that are going to attack each other or multiply together or whatever and obviously you can drag and drop them wherever you like but it just gets it gets so intuitive the only thing i'll say that gets a little bit annoying is like the hot keys are all mapped to just like the or your different like spells of like addition subtraction multiplication um whatever that all the different spells you unlock are mapped to the um number keys one two three four five or whatever but if you like deplete all your addition spells, I wish it would just stay like a blank. Like the two is usually the addition slot, but if you deplete it, they all just like shift over, mm-hmm. and then you kind of have to like <laughs> re-remember where they're uh. at. Um, so that's a little bit annoying. But you can also just click on them too. You don't have to use the hotkeys. And actually, after a while, I was like, you know what? It actually is kind of more. I don't need to like rip my way through this because I would make a mistake here and there, clicking the wrong one, and be I, like oh, I didn't want to add everybody. As a as a, an accountant, I would love if it used the numpad plus yep. minus multiplication yeah. divide. Yep. That would be ideal. But yeah, but it's not everybody has cool, those keys memorized. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a few cool wrinkles into the game where they're like you know non math. Like I said, where you're like fusing enemies together, you're not necessarily doing you know math itself. But it's just I love the presentation. I love the fact that it was a game that he made for his daughter initially, like to help her learn math. The pixel art's amazing. Oh yeah. It looks great. The music's amazing. Um, the, every character, like, you know, all the minions you get, I keep calling them minions. I feel like that makes them sound like enemies, but, um, you know, the characters that you unlock on your like army or whatever, like they all have, like each one has a name or whatever. No, I think minions um, is the right term. It's mm-hmm. just been yeah, poisoned feels- by <laughs> a media franchise. <laughs> by despicable me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but it's, yeah. A, it's perfectly accurate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's it's a ton of fun. I think it's one of their I feel like they went on a little bit, not a hiatus, but they were just like, okay, we're going to let some things cook for a while. They got another like kind of turn based top down shooter game cooking right now. They released this other game called Hexel uh, as well. Right before this one that felt it was like very Sudoku esque, but like also like hexadecimal, which I don't even know if I know what that means. (laughs) It felt a little too big brain for me. Like (laughs) I got the first part of the tutorial and then it was like. And then if you look at these numbers, these are bits and these are connected together like this. I was like, I, this is, I don't know if I get this. <laughs> it felt very much like a John game. I was like, this feels like <laughs> this would scratch an itch for John. But I, yeah, it's added to my wish list. And I've also <laughs> just sent it to both my sisters to be like, hey, your kids want to learn some math and play a good game. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's awesome. And so, yeah, I know Punk Cake, they just announced like they're planning on doing quite a few more releases this year. So. I'm very much looking forward to that. It was kind of a nice, like, as I'm getting back into my groove in the new apartment here and getting back to doing some streams here and there, I was like, oh, man, Punk Cake's getting back into their groove. I feel like just felt serendipitous to me. So that's awesome. Very much. And again, I just want to give a shout out to the music because Pentadrangle just does not miss with any of their soundtracks or really anything uh, that they ever work on. So, nice. Nice. Um, I don't know. Anything else uh, before we wrap it up tonight, guys? Nah. No, sir. All right. Nice, nice. But yeah, I guess we'll uh, wrap it up there for this week. And as always, you can find us on the internet at pursuingpixels.com and virtually anywhere else. Just look up Pursuing Pixels. And uh, yeah, until next week, we'll catch you then and take care. Bye. Bye bye. Nice, nice. Yeah, Super Algebra is awesome stuff. I think uh, Lauren's 
coworker who has kids was also asking for video game recommendations because Lauren was mm. like, what video games can I recommend to an eight-year-old like out of nowhere this morning? And like, I, I need like, more oh. context. This yeah, eight, eight-year-old, I, that's like third grade. Like, that that's is, like math. That exact. is useless information. Yeah. You gave me basically nothing. Yeah. And like, oh yeah, I, I think the games that she sent, I was like, what else do they like? And it was a interesting outlier i was like likes untitled goose game stardew valley nice. it takes two minecraft and portal okay okay <laughs> and i'm like mm. wow i've heard great things about that it takes two game i just started playing it today with tina really I wasn't okay talk about it yet 